This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You're every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. Hello. Hello. Brought to you, as always, by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. We also do commission painting, run events, mm-hmm. have a pretty nifty blog. I know my mom reads it every week. That's one. That's one. I don't. I know you don't. We do uh, tabletop dis- game mats. You disappoint me. We have we like do? 100 designs. We have like 200 designs. A mil- just amazing. Yeah. All in the warehouse. Pretty cool. <laughs> and we do all kinds of other fun stuff, but thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy episode 608 wow. of Signals from the Frontline. I know we've been doing this for a long time, but uh, we have a lot to cover, so let's go ahead and jump in. So, uh, big news. The new release from GW this week, very exciting, is an expansion for both Kill Team and Warhammer 40,000. It is mm-hmm. called Rogue Trader, and this is the first time that I can remember, I believe it is the first time ever, even in Rogue Trader, uh, hilariously, mm-hmm. Rogue Trader was first edition of 40K, yep. that we actually have <laughs> Rogue Traders as a faction in the game. Very, very cool. So the starter kit comes with uh, uh, models for Rogue Traders. It comes for a new uh, Nurgle faction called the Geller Pox Infected, mm-hmm. and it gives you some uh, scenarios and uh, uh, cool stuff. Like a, It's a spaceship, basically, that you can play in mm-hmm. for Kill Team, but the models are also usable in 40K. Now, whether or not you're actually going to use them, a little questionable. The rules are, I would say, a, a solid mediocre, but uh, the miniatures are amazing, and I think you'll see yeah. them used a lot. Like the, uh, the Rogue Trader, she'll probably be used as an, as an Inquisitor. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Maybe as a really cool... Um, commander company commander and a guard faction and the models are as you would expect at this point in time absolutely brilliant yeah the um i I don't see them getting a lot of play in 40k other than narrative games and and fun goofy games they just don't really add anything like of substance they have some cool stratagems and stuff like that that are added but um in the first time we've seen it the command points that they generate can only be used towards their own stratagems you cannot use them towards any any allied the, the, the reason being is that you can put them on the table very mm-hmm. cheaply, mm-hmm. but um, you've got the road trader and she's got her little kill team, which they're really cool. It's fun. It's fun, obviously, for kill team. Mm-hmm. They make a very characterful force for that game, and kill team is extremely popular. But if you want to port them over into 40k, uh, her guard, her guard equivalent, are basically imperial guardsmen. They have mm-hmm. some extra special rules. They do only uh, contribute. Uh, command points for their own stratagems. The stratagems are pretty fun. Mm-hmm. She has a, a death cult assassin who, who's cool. And um, one yeah, like a personal, medic. Yeah, a yeah. medic, um, an admech, an admech guy um, who's got uh, like some really cool little special rules. A hound mm-hmm. who literally does nothing other than makes you not take a leadership check when you when lose dies. it. I think it's awesome that they're, it's a little like Doberman Pinscher, a yeah. space Doberman Pinscher with a little like breastplate. Yeah. I love it. The model is cool, but it really just doesn't do much. It doesn't do much. Um, but in Kill Team, the cool thing about this is, um, you know, these warbands were were very obviously designed for use in Kill Team, not really for larger games of 40k. And the, what's cool about this is, like, when the Kill Team first came out, Games Workshop is like, okay, like you can use Kill Teams from existing factions um, using troops and whatnot. 
right? But this is the first time we see two, like, these are war bands like Shadespire that are made for the game kill team. And yeah. hopefully we just keep seeing more and more of these for different factions and they make, like, models specifically for the kill teams, all that kind of stuff. And then you just kind of add them into your armies just for the flavor. Like, people do with Shadespire right now. Yeah, I think the miniatures are absolutely brilliant. And like you said, if you're playing Kill Team, which a lot of people are, it's great for that. But then you can also use them in 40k if you want. And they can go I, in transports. What I, what I would what I'll see what I would see happening with this is that you use these models to make like an Asher Militarum detachment mm -hmm. to add into your army, and it'd be really cool, <clears throat> very characterful, beautiful models. Uh, and then the Gellerpox infected the the Nurgle kind of uh, you know obviously infected with this crazy chaos warp disease mm -hmm. the miniatures are amazing they're, they're full of character really cool um i like the glitchlings they're like little nurgling guys but they have like necron helmets on um one of them has a peg leg and a wooden sword they're they're, they're cute they're they're definitely a lot of fun and some of the bigger models are, are crazy one guy's a, a fly head for an arm um and some of them are pretty good. The, gl the glitchlings are actually really good in mm -hmm. 40k, although you can only take one unit. Um, and I think people will mm -hmm. because they are very, uh, very good for the points. And some of the other units in there, you've got flying Nurgle swarms, uh, all kinds of fun stuff that you may see people taking them in limited amounts in their Chaos Army, which is cool because it gives you a lot of variety. If you didn't want to use them as what they are, of course... <clears throat> The big guys you could use as Nurgle-themed Chaos Spawn, mm -hmm. and no one would have a problem with that because they look so cool. More like Chaos Ogren. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I think you're going to see most frequently is these models are going to be used as counts as, which they're rad. Um, and then, of course, if you are one of the many people that play Kill Team, you can just use it as a Kill Team. Cause right. Because these are made for the game Kill Team. Yep. Like, that, it is. It's cool that they got 40k rules, and they got 40k points, and they got stratagems, but realistically speaking, these are made as a warband for Kill Team. Yeah. yeah. And then the board itself comes with some really cool plastic doors and hatches that you can put around that uh, when you're playing the scenarios in the, in the game and make it kind of come to life. So really cool product. Uh, if you want to pick it up, you can do so from Frontline Gaming at a discount. Mm -hmm. Plus free shipping orders $99 and up within the continental United States. So check it out if that is something that piques your interest. Also, we are still uh, offering a special on our 8mm scale Warzone FLG mat series. We've got quite a few different sizes, and we have two different designs, one with angled streets, one with perpendicular streets. Mm -hmm. This game would be perfect for Adeptus Titanicus, which is the very cool, very popular uh, GW game that just came out featuring Titan on Titan battles. Mm -hmm. And you could also use it for games like Drop Zone Commander. You could, either, you could even go down to 6mm scale. Um, if you wanted to for games like Monster Apocalypse mm -hmm. um, or, you know, old epic scale games, those would also work. The roads would be a little big, but it's really not that. It wouldn't be, you know, it's not going to uh, uh, throw for, you off. Not big for two laned Nah, it would be like highways. Yeah. Um, so it's really good for any game in those smaller scale, of which there is actually quite a bit. I think this would work well for that. Um, I'm, I'm not thinking of the name right now, <clears throat> but the World War II game. Flames of War. Flames of War. You could use this for mm -hmm. Flames of War as well if you wanted to. Uh, so it's a very versatile mat. And again, up until next Tuesday, uh, which I can't remember the date. I believe it's the 17th. Uh, that This mat will be available for a uh, discount. Yeah, the 17th. No, 18th. the 18th. Excuse mm -hmm. me. Uh, this will be available at a discount if you wanted to pick that up. Through so, the web card. What's that? Through the web card. Yep, through the mm -hmm. web card at store.frontlinegaming.org. So... I am super, super excited for the new Age of Sigmar uh, Battletome. It's Beast of Chaos. 
all the things I was hoping that they would do, they're doing. Mm-hmm. So currently in the game, uh, Beasts of Chaos has been split up into like Bray Herds, War Herds, Thunderscorn, these random, like mm-hmm. some of their units are just kind of like randomly off on their own or Guardians. they're in the monster. Yeah. Or they're in the Monsters of Chaos section. And it was like 20 different factions, which was, in my opinion, really annoying because the way mm-hmm. Age of Sigma works, you can only take 400 points of allies in match play, 2,000 point games, which is the way that most people play. Um, so yeah, like you really couldn't take a beast of chaos army as it used to be represented back in like the, um, you know, realms of chaos or, or going back in, into fantasy. And it was kind of annoying. And I, I've always wanted to make a beast of chaos army because I absolutely love the models. I think they're super duper cool. Whenever I look at them, it reminds me of book one of the wheel of time series from Robert Jordan, which if you're a fantasy fan, highly recommend it. It's in the canon of like considered to be some of the great, you know, epic fantasy written in, in the first book, Randall Thor uh, fights like Beastmen, basically. And I, I that stuck with me because I read it as a kid and it was just like the coolest thing ever. I was like, oh man, these guys are like part like goat and all this stuff. And uh, they were just made such good villains. And the models that GW made uh, has always reminded me of that and they're beautiful models. Um, also remind me of, um, of um, Michael Moorcock's books because there's a lot of that in there too. But uh, they're just really cool kind of classic fantasy bad guys, right? You got mm-hmm. Minotaurs who the, the miniatures are just awesome and they're like super yoked out, crazy mm-hmm. berserkers. And in the game, they're actually some of the best infantry in the game too. Mm-hmm. They hit like a wrecking ball. Uh, and then you got the big guys, the Gorgons and, and the Gargants and the Cockatrice. And yeah. yeah, I mean, they're just so cool. And the Thunderscorn, mm-hmm. they're ogres and dragons mixed together in the yeah. Shagoth. Like what's not to love about- They have chariots that are pulled by- Boars, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, and then you've got that crazy boar guy who just the model's so bad. Mm-hmm. Remember that? What was that guy called? Like the Razor Gore or something like that? The Razor Gore. Yeah. One of the ugliest one of the models worst ones. I've ever seen. In On my par life. with the original Nagash. Thunder model. Squirrel, dude. Yeah. It's so bad. Yes. So most of the model range, 99% of the model range is gorgeous. Then you've got Razor Gore, which, eh. But uh, I, I just, I really like the backstory. And then if you played um, Total War Warhammer, they're the, one of the factions in the game, and they're just, they're awesome. They don't even build cities. They just destroy everything. I just, I really like, I like everything about the faction, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're just, they really personify the forces of chaos. There's nothing positive about them. No. They just, they just. Yeah, it's a, cla- it's a classic, burn. classic um, enemy from the old Warhammer world. I just mean, in, 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 yeah. in classic, you know, Tolkien-esque high fantasy, mm-hmm. they're just they're such a good villain. Right. Yeah. And everybody loves to hate the bad guys. Uh, right. So I, I think this is really, really cool. And previously, like I've been, I have a bunch of models sitting in my uh, to build uh, pile, which is now comprising of an entire shelf full of <laughs> models, which one day I will get to. But um, I've, I've had these models and I, I really want to put them together. And now I feel like I, I may, if I can find the 25th hour in the day, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Uh, it's always much enthusiasm, not much time, yeah. but I'm really excited for this battle tone because they did all the things that I was hoping that they would do. They took all those little mini factions, which were cool, but you couldn't even really play them the way the rules work. And then thank you, GW. They put them into one book. Sick. Yes. Right now you can just make an army picking what you want. They did this with death, uh, with the kind of like the skeletal death mm-hmm. with, um, Nagash, which is what Jason plays, the Legions of Nagash. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of doing this, and I just hope they keep doing it 
And when they, if they win and if they get to free peoples that they just make that one army again, right. please, that'd be great. So really cool. Now you can, you have freedom to build what you want. Mm -hmm. And they've buffed up a lot of the weaker units. They've thrown in some extra special rules. They're giving you extra, uh, you know, all this new magic, new relics, all kinds of fun stuff. It's very exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't wait to, to see how this um, army plays out on the tabletop because Age of Sig uh, Sigmar 2nd Edition has proven to be super popular. So why don't we talk about some of the, the features that GW has uh, shown us so far about this battle tome? Because if you can't tell, I'm pretty pumped for it. I can't wait to get the preview copy. I haven't seen you this excited for a long time. This is the most exciting release for Age of Sigmar for me personally <clears throat> since the new edition came out. Mm -hmm. Like, this is an army I've always wanted to play. And I kept writing lists in, in uh, War Scroll Builder, but I just couldn't get a list that I, I couldn't get all the units I wanted to use. Because mm -hmm. if you only have 400 points of allies, that's literally like one unit of Minotaurs, the um, Bulgore, and then the rest was all War or Brayherd. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, but I want to use some of the other stuff too. You know, I want to use like the Thunderscorn. I want to use like some of the cool monsters, mm -hmm. like the Cockatrice or the the Jabberslith, but you just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, let's take a look at some of the uh, options that GW has shown off. Yeah, because it's pretty cool. This is actually a pretty cool series they're doing on the um, the preview. Yeah, uh, it's it's written by a fan. Yeah, he um, works at GW, but he's a super fan. Yeah, it's one of their, one of their. He does some of the writing, like looks like copywriting that kind of stuff. Uh, he writes the role models, loves goats, from what I've seen. That that is a cool mug. Yeah, <laughs> I was getting you one that says "I love sheep." <laughs> that would be if you're Welsh, I believe. Ooh. I think I'm not sure. Or Australian. My family comes from Wales, so I can make that joke. <laughs> I think <laughs> Australian. No, that'd be New Zealand, actually. Oh, same, that's what the Aust same thing. That's what the Aussies say about the Kiwis. They're essentially the same people. They, they just they have a. a <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the most insulting thing that I've said. I think so we much. might have hit a new low. There. Yeah. Uh, we'll edit that in post. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's take a look at some of the the preview stuff, buddy. Um, sure. So, that, yeah, if you haven't taken a look at it, you can go to the Warhammer community page and look at the articles Rue has been writing. Really, mm -hmm. really cool. Super appreciate it. I've been enjoying it. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've also been reposting them on Frontline Gaming if you don't have a chance to check out <coughs> Warhammer community. So the first one, the Brayherd Ambush, uh, this allows you to put units of Brayherd in, like keep them off the table and they basically outflank. Uh, they have to come in within six inches of a board edge um, and nine inches away from enemy units. Super duper good. Yeah, that's something that they had already. They did. In the but previous iteration. But it's still very, it's very tactical. It's very good. Yep. It's just yep. the same as Stormcast Eternals. It just gives you a lot of flexibility. It is. Anything that keeps you off the table in either Age of Sigmar or 40K is mm -hmm. extremely powerful. Right. So huge, that already, that's amazing. And your Brayherd are your kind of rank and file beastmen. Mm -hmm. your, your Gores, your Ungores, and then your um, Best of Gores, which are your elites. Mm -hmm. uh, Bloodforge, uh, at the end of a combat phase, if any attacks made by a Warherd unit in that combat phase destroyed enemy enemy units, Kill D3 wounds. Now, the Warherd, again, are your Minotaurs. Right. These are your Shock Troopers. Mm -hmm. And again, these guys hit super duper hard. Like, they're rimmed. I think they're rimmed like three. I think they're, they're like, the, they're the like Ogres. Weapons. No, they're hit, they hit harder than Ogres. Yeah. They're super good. And this allows you to heal yourself as you're uh, just mulching units, which they will do because they hit so freaking hard. Mm -hmm. uh, Creatures of the Storm. Uh, at the start of your hero phase, roll a die. Each friendly Thunderscorn unit more than three inches from an enemy unit can move a distance in inches equal to the roll, but cannot end within three inches of an enemy unit. Very cool. Again, the Thunderscorn are the Dragon Ogres is what they used to be called, or mm -hmm. they still are. Yeah. 
they're like the bottom half is like a dragon the top half is a is right. an ogre with a great weapon these guys also hit like a truck yeah really cool and then that ability is kind of similar to um the beast faction uh or i'm sorry destruction in that it lets you get an extra move in the hero phase which mm -hmm. again that's obviously very useful for a unit that wants to get close and then smash your face in with a giant mole mm -hmm. so then we have uh, uh the the new terrain piece it's the release the the train or the miniature piece that comes along with the new release which is a herdstone it's a, it's a piece of train and the herdstone anybody who's familiar with the lore for this faction it's been mm -hmm. in their lore forever they just never had an actual terrain piece mm -hmm. it's always done really cool stuff and now it's, it's i think it's super duper uh, interesting and again well played gw it's a free terrain piece yes as long as you play the faction so you want to get that might as well because it's free but it's not so. a free model no no it costs money yeah but you could get it for a discount from frontline gaming that's right all right tag team there that's teamwork with g-dub uh but what it does is it gives you immunity to battle shock which is a big deal because the big units of bray herds uh, as they take casualties which they do they're light infantry mm -hmm. they're gonna run away so this helps a ton so that if you go second or whatever it helps a lot to mitigate getting alpha struck mm -hmm. uh, like if you're playing against like my army of free people or a zinch <laughs> army that has a ton of long range magic mm -hmm. this makes it so that you can take that punch and then still function mm -hmm. and what's cool is that the aura expands six inches every turn uh and it also gives you a, a bonus in offense too which if i remember correctly it is uh what is it uh blah, 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 blah. do not take battle shark yeah so those are the two but the, the, there's another one that's i can't remember what is it doing offense is like it increases your rend or something like that well the, the thing I that's important remember. is that like this the hearthstone is going to be like you're going to put it near an objective and that's going to be a hard objective oh, for you to take. You're right. Yeah. And uh, you subtract one from uh, rend uh, you uh, subtract one from save rolls um, for attacks that target units within six. It gives yep. you plus one to your armor, basically. So really, really good. Yes. Super good as that turn one defense, and then it expands as your army's going out. And like well, you said, you put it near an objective. Yeah. So actually, that that what that does is it. Um, anybody any that affects enemy units not not your own units so like if an enemy attacks your unit that's within six inches um they are minus one to their save subtract one from the save rolls for attacks that target units within six inches of this no it's but but doesn't it's a defensive but doesn't include your own beast of chaos oh no you're right i said yeah. it backwards and you said yeah it so what it is, is my, just my a, it's a very it's a super defensive like um aura and so, like, you're going to put that on objective. You're going to put a big unit there with, like, some sort of buffing characters because I'm sure they haven't really released too much, but there's going to be buffing characters. And it's like, all right, come take it. No, you're, you're, I, said it, yeah. I said it backwards. My bad. You're mm -hmm. right. It hurts the armor of your opponent. Correct. It does not buff your armor. Yeah. Thank you for so, correcting so me. So grabbing that is going to be difficult. Yeah, exactly. And you're not going to be able to move them exactly. through, through battle shock. It's pretty cool. I, I think it's and awesome. And it looks, it, it looks amazing, too. It sure does. Their endless spell models are freaking right. badass. Like, there's a giant, like, spiritual bowl that's going out and a giant horn. Mm -hmm. They're really cool. Very, uh, very sexual, I'd say. Just, what? Just, uh, just <laughs> primal animal. Okay. I think it's more destructive and dangerous, but if that's right. what you get from it, I'm not... Yeah, you know, it's it's it's. That's not what you get out of it. It's 2018, baby. You oh. can see what you want in that, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna project my uh it's very masculine my ideas on you. Yeah, it is very masculine. That's true. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any girl <laughs> beast. There's no beast women. Maybe that's why they're so angry. Probably. Yeah. Roar, chaos gods! Why'd you make us all men? Kill, crush, destroy. The wrong half. Same with orcs, right? <laughs>
<laughs> Except orcs are having a good time. Beastmen are definitely not enjoying themselves. Orcs do uh, reproduce through spores. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound nearly as fun as the way <laughs> everybody else does it. Uh, uh, so then there's also some sub-factions that they have uh, showing off. And uh, we don't know a lot about them just yet, but uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff um, that uh, is going to come out for them. So we'll report more on that as it comes out, yeah. but it looks really, really interesting. Yeah, these... Uh these preview articles are very detailed. They are. They give you a lot of information, which I think is great. Yeah. And in the second preview article, they go over some of the units, uh, Bastigors or Bastigors. I mm -hmm. don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but uh, they're kind of the elite, uh, yeah. uh, heavily armored with heavy weapons. Uh, they're the four-up beastmen. They're the elite yeah. units of beastmen. And I think the models are some of the coolest GWs ever made. The thing is a lot of people forget is that the beastmen line is pretty much all plastic. It is. And it came out not that long. Like they had a bunch of new units that came out not that long before the end of uh, the old fantasy edition. So like uh, Dragon and Ogres had a new kit that came out. They're in plastic. Most of the beastmen are in plastic. It's, yep. it's that's what the cool thing is the minotaurs are in plastic yeah all the monsters are in plastic so it's like it's just some this the, is a line that just didn't get a lot of love even though it was retooled yeah not that long ago well they, to be fair like they've always been pretty weak and like their army mm -hmm. has not been very good like in fantasy they weren't very good yeah but uh now i think you know we will have to wait and see how it works out when we start getting into some tournaments and in leagues and all that fun stuff. We'll mm -hmm. see how they actually play, but they look like they got a significant boost. Mm -hmm. um, and then like with the uh, Bestigors, they add one to hit rolls for attacks made by this unit when they have 10, um, that target enemy units with 10 or more models. So they're more accurate against hordes. In addition, you can reroll hit rolls of one for attacks that target order units. Very cool, very flavorful. Um, and then they get plus one to their attacks um, for their melee weapons in the turn in which they made a charge move. Mm -hmm. Big, big, that's, that's great. That's a lot of, um, that's a big buff. It is. That they get. Uh, Gargants, which are the uh, Beastmen Giants. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. They're one of the iconic, you know, models in, in, in Fantasy or Age of Sigmar. Uh, you can put a mortal wound on them, but then all of their, all of their um, melee attacks get plus one attack, uh, which is pretty cool. So uh, uh, probably well worth it. You're probably going to do that every time that you can, mm -hmm. uh, so long as your Gargant is near a unit of, um, uh, is near a Beast of Chaos Hero. Yeah. The Gorgon, which is the <clears throat> Beastman Giant. It's a huge model, really cool model. We have one in the studio we've had forever. We used to use it in our Pathfinder campaigns. Uh, but the, uh, the Gorgon can swallow a model whole. And the, what, what's really cool about this is that you actually pick an enemy model within one inch. So it can be somebody with a special weapon, holding a banner, it can be mm -hmm. a character. And if you roll higher than their wounds characteristic, they're just dead. Right. That's gnarly. Yeah, and most of the heroes in this game come with four to five wounds. Yeah. It's extremely strong. It should be mentioned that this, they mean what they started their wound, the game with, with their wound characteristics, not the wound like what characteristic, they are right. currently at. Right. So, I mean, if it's a one wound <clears throat> model, you're almost guaranteed, is it a two yeah, plus? Yeah, gobble one up every turn. Yeah. yeah. So that's really, really strong, especially when you're picking out important enemy models. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun mm -hmm. for you, not for your opponent. Uh, Dragon Ogres, they buffed up their stats. Now they hit on threes, which I think is definitely a lot more indicative of the way that the unit works. Mm -hmm. So they hit really hard. Um, they have a lot of, uh, of, of attacks. They're almost always hit wounding on a three, sometimes doing multiple damage. That's really cool. Uh, the Dragon Ogre Shag Shagoth is now going to get some magical abilities. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. And then the Bulgore, which is like the hero of the Minotaurs, he got even more powerful, which is crazy because he was already ridiculous. He hits like a truck. Um, and now that um, he has a rule that for an unmodified rule of a six, they also do a mortal wound. So he hits even harder than mm -hmm. he already did. 
Very cool. Uh, the Centigors, which has always been one of my favorite units, um, the, due to the changes to the way that cavalry works, they're really good at going and tying people up. Um, they always have rules where they get drunk. It's from Greek mythology. Right. Uh, it's it's cause in, yeah, and they just like do nothing. They kind of just wander off. Yeah. yeah, in Greek mythology and in fantasy too, the, the Centigors like to party. They're mm-hmm. always getting they're always getting good blasted. Time, boys. Yeah. <laughs> so like in the game, they're really good because they're super duper fast and they're really good for tying things up. And mm-hmm. now they can they can drink their their wine probably, and then they get plus one to hit, but you also get plus one to hit them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, that's great. I mean, I would say these are almost going to be a must-have um, for tying up like um, ranged units now because yeah. that that actually affects them. In the past, it didn't affect them if you tied them up in combat, like you said, hitting war machines, that kind of stuff. Yeah, tying up shooting units, etc. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be super cool. And then, of course, you're also going to have your um, warhounds, uh, which can also fill a similar role. They're both really fast. Uh, Zengor and Lighten got cheaper on foot, which is really cool. And then the great Bray Shamans, who already were an auto-include, they have really good spells. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting even more spells. They're getting all kinds of cool <clears> stuff. <throat> they showed off two of them. Uh, one of them allows you to take control of, a, uh, of an opponent's um, monster, mm-hmm. make it move three inches. If it comes within range of an enemy unit, he hits them. Mm-hmm. So very, very powerful. Really cool spells. Very characterful as well. So exciting stuff i can't wait to see um beast of chaos come out we're just waiting to get our preview mm-hmm. book once we do as soon as we're able to we'll, we'll put up a review of the book um, i imagine we'll probably get it in the next couple of days here but very exciting very exciting also big news las vegas open so uh we were wait we were saving space right obviously space is at a premium this year we've already had to expand we had to go uh, rent more Mm-hmm. More space to fit all the people that are coming this year, which is awesome and exciting. And we flattered that so many people want to come and have fun. And it's going to be a great time. But we were holding a piece of space for another game system because we had a deal that looked like it was going to bring in a bunch of people. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. So we mutually, between the two companies, decided to push that back to 2020. What that means is it freed up a pretty good chunk of space at the Las Vegas Open. And we decided to uh, max out the 40k champs because we did still have we, with this new room we were able to move age of sigmar into the uh, grand ballroom mm. and that space we're now open for uh, 40k champs right and the reason that we made that decision is because we had 302 people mm-hmm. on the 40k champs wait list after we had already opened it up for more that's after we already <laughs> had we're at, we before we opened up more space we were already at like 650 or 660 yeah so we already had that many people, and we had three hundred and two people telling us they wanted to come. Yeah, that we is to have a insane. Tournament. It, we could, but we literally can't fit it right now. Yeah. So we decided to uh, try to accommodate as many people as we could, mm-hmm. um, and we already hit the wait list. If you're on the forty k championships wait list, you would have already gotten an email. Check your email. Not like me, which is once a month. Yeah. yeah. So you would have already gotten that email. And we gave, of course, we gave you first shot at those tickets as is fair because you are on the wait list. Um, we gave you all several days to pick up your ticket. A lot of you already did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are some left over. So this is well and truly the last chance to no get space. a ticket. We literally have no more space. No. Um, and this space is only available, like we said, because right. we were we were saving it. That didn't work out. So that stinks for, for that, mm-hmm. but it's great for everybody else. So here you go. If you were hoping to get a, uh, to get in, this event is going to be absolutely gargantuan. 
it's insane how big it's going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a couple spots left. Most of them already got picked up by the wait list, but um, there are some left. So if you want to grab one, we recommend doing so soon because they will probably be gone very quickly. Yeah. And then that's it. Yep. Don't yep. miss out. I mean, this is already the biggest in the world. By, by a 40K. mile. Like, come and be a participant. Like, Vegas is fun. Yeah. Yeah. So It's going to be a blast. So the entire event center, um, that's where the 40K Championships event has been the last three, mm -hmm. four years. Um, that whole thing is going to be one freaking 40K one tournament. tournament. That's it. That's insane. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, that's it. That's where you put his... We basically are putting as many tables as we can comfortably fit, so, and it's not going to be crowded, but it's mm -hmm. uh, that's it. We've maximized the space, right. and uh, it's nuts. It's going to be one ginormous tournament. It's going to have all the water you can drink. All the water you can drink. And you better drink up. And there's going to be, obviously, the bar and the all bar. that fun stuff. Yeah. So, so and then <clears throat> for those of you who are concerned or, or wondering, <clears throat> mathematically, we are taking it up to the um, to where you can go and still have we should have uh, only eight undefeated players uh, going into the finals. We do not need to add an extra round. However, if we were to add even 10 more people, mm -hmm. you know, running the numbers, we would, we would end up with nine undefeated players. So right. we should end up with 8.4 mm -hmm. undefeated players, which obviously you can't do that. So um, what will likely happen is it will be eight undefeated. However, with ties and such like that, I would be willing to bet we still don't have a bracket full of only undefeated players because we never have. Um, and if that happens, don't we, we do tiebreakers through like drinking contests, <laughs> uh, tests of strength. Longest beard. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of manly. Uh, least Australian. Things. So work on that. Well, you're out if you're Australian. <laughs> uh, so. Sorry. It should, mathematically, it should work out. Uh, no problem. But we do have a series of tiebreakers in place in case that is a necessity. But I am willing to bet in a very Vegas-esque gesture that we will not it will not be necessary we mm -hmm. will have uh eight undefeated right. going in so we just wanted to clear that up because that had been a concern <clears throat> but um make sure if, you get your your con badges too you please. need to have a con badge a lot of people will just grab the 40k ticket yeah. only you will have to get and then we have a giant badge. line uh last minute because people didn't get a con badge to get in yeah you don't want to buy your badge at the door the line mm -hmm. is very long on thursday mm -hmm. just do yourself a favor, get it in advance. Pablo's guarding the door, the rhino. The rhino. Can't get through him, so. You, you don't mess with the rhino. Mm -hmm. Can't. You, if you poke the rhino. Can't mess with the rhino. You get the horn. Yeah, you get the horn. And that horn, it. if you try and poach that horn, then we'll Carmona you. James Carmona? Yeah, Ooh. we'll unleash him. Jesus. Uh, right. So don't forget to get your three-day pass. Also, make sure to book your room at Bally's. Uh, we do have a mm -hmm. link. It's on the Las Vegas Open site. You can also go through the show notes here to uh, book your room. Mm -hmm. And then if you are coming to the event and uh, you probably will not make Sunday because it's only eight out of like 700 people. Yeah. It's, you know, about 1% of you go on to Unless the Unless you're just like a lurker that is just a, a, a the, savant at 40K. Yeah. You're going to get there. It's going to be like, everyone's going to be like, who is this person? We, we Every year, every yeah. single year, we have at least one dark horse make the top eight, which I love. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And they're like, I'm the best person in my town. And that's it's 300. It's amazing because yeah. every single time we always go up to the dark horse who makes it in. We're like, man, that's like yeah. this is incredible. And they're always like, I don't know how I got yeah. here. Just <laughs> <laughs> a series of misfortunate yeah. events, unfortunate events for their opponents and... Every yeah. single time they're like, I'm so happy to be here, but I can't believe. And I then they're like, here. first game, you versus Nick Nadavati. You're yeah. like, oh. That's usually the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we also recommend that uh, if you are interested in doing so, 
take a look at some of the Sunday events that we have on offer. The Warhammer 40K Sunday RTT is a lot of fun. It, they're eight person pods. They give you the opportunity to jump in and uh, start the next ITC season with some points. And again, we want to make this clear because there's always one person who doesn't read the ticket and gets mm-hmm. upset. It is a single elimination event and it's a winner take all event. It's a very Vegas style mm-hmm. event. They're super fun. But then every year we have one person come up and be like, I lost and I'm out. I'm like, yeah, man, mm-hmm. it said that on the event ticket and it said that for like nine months. Yeah. It is a single elimination, winner-take-all, uh, eight-person heats. Mm-hmm. It's very Vegas style. It's a lot of fun. It's, so, it's very fun. Yeah, yeah. But, but you need to know what you're getting yourself into. And you can sign up the day before, I believe. We're going to have a cutoff, I believe, at some point. Yeah. In the past, we let people sign up like right up until the, day it was of, the beginning, the actual tournament beginning. We're like, no more. <laughs> no, we, no, we do because what we do is that yeah. we just throw people into pods, and then right. we just go and get the money later. During the Are game. we still doing that? Yeah, we do. Oof. It's 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 because there's that. there's a lot of people that walk up and they're like, oh, I didn't make the finals. I want to play. Mm-hmm. Cool. We throw you on a table, mm-hmm. and then we just come we just come around and collect it. Uh, we the send uh, we send Carmona, the enforcer, to get the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he plays in it. It's fun though. The Sunday it RTT really is. is just is plan on awesome. doing something later in the day, you know. And if hey, if you just go hot and you win it, cool. You, you know? walk away with a hundred bucks Ooh. credit. That you can spend immediately at the event. Can you so, use it on drinks? Uh, no, you can't. No. It's it's a store credit with FLG. You can use it there or later. You can use it for a paint commission, whatever you want. Okay. It's really fun. You can buy you can buy an F, an LVO cup, and there then go. go get your drinks in that cup. There you go. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Uh, and then also, you might want to consider the uh, Long Wars Double event. Yeah. This is a really exciting. It's the first <laughs> year we've had the event. The Long War guys uh, do a really good job. Their event is always very popular. They've been doing it at Adepticon. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, we're just shy of 200 people signed up for this event. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be a ton of fun. So if you wanna play, uh, do that, you can. We also are really excited to offer for the first time a Kill Team event on Sunday. So if you're interested in trying out a Kill Team tournament, we have a lot of people signed up for it already. It should be a ton of fun. So that's also a, a Sunday event. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you do make the finals, uh, and you did sign up for a Sunday event, we will happily give you your money back. Not a problem. But on another note, we're very excited about this. So if you've been to a tournament lately, you've probably been seeing people walking around with one of our um, uh, miniature trays. Mm-hmm. They're really, really cool. I saw them all over the place at Nova. One gentleman, a towel player, his was painted beautifully. Uh, really did a bang-up job on it. And he sent me pictures. I need to find them so I can share them with everybody. I can't remember how he sent me those pictures. I get too many emails. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, the way this will work is that you can purchase the uh, miniature tray. Now it'll be ready for you when you register. And if you want to, you can get it with a commemorative Las Vegas Open 2019 uh, display mat that goes in the tray. And if you already have a tray, you can just get the mat. Or if you just want the tray and you don't care about the mat, you can do that too. Or mm-hmm. you can get them together at a discount. But uh, it's very cool. The, the tray breaks down, fits into your bag. It mm-hmm. fits into most miniatures cases. And you can travel with it very easily. It's easy to store. When you're at the event, put it together. It's easy to assemble. Throw the mat in there. Now you have a display tray for paint judging, if that's something you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And mostly it just makes it easy to carry your miniatures around. Yeah. So highly No trash can lids. No trash can lids. No, no McDonald's flat, tray. Flat boxes. Yeah. So <laughs> I've seen I've, I've The seen top everything. of your army case. Yes. It's going to fall off. Yeah. This makes it very easy and safe to carry your miniatures around. And the cool thing is it'll be ready for you when you arrive at the event. Yeah. So if you want to grab one of these, please do so. 
And again, the Las Vegas Open display mat for 2019. It is only available at this event. It is only available this year. It's a cool way to commemorate your trip. You know, one of the funniest things when you go to these big events is the inevitable crash oh, right here and the entire hall <sighs> goes silent Yeah, across the hall and it goes silent. Everyone looks in the direction. You don't want to be that guy. No. That's standing there with your head in your hands like, oh, no. and everyone's just looking, shaking their head. Shame. Yeah. Don't be yeah. that guy. You don't want to be. It always feels, everyone, yeah, everyone empathizes. Feels it. It's like, like oh. it's like when, uh, when you see a guy get kicked in the groin. No one and likes You that. just feel it. You're yeah. just like, oh. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Also, uh, in other tournament news, SoCal Open is coming up really quickly, shockingly quickly. Too quickly. I am, really? I'm up to my ears in terrain. Like, behind the camera and all around the camera, you can't see it. It's literally piles of terrain. Mm. Like, like not, not a joke. You have to, like, weave your way around it to get to the warehouse right now. Uh, but the SoCal Open is approaching very rapidly. It's going to be a ton of fun. Please make sure to grab those tickets as soon as you can. It helps us to plan. We did crack 200 on the 40K championships. So it's going to be one of the biggest events in the country. And it gives you the opportunity to put up a big score before the Las Vegas Open. It's going to be one of the last opportunities to do that. Yep. Upcoming ITC events. We have a ton of events coming up this uh, weekend for 40K. It's crazy how many events we have. Um, we do have a couple of uh, GTs and majors. We have a lot. We have Dice Hammer, uh, Warmer 40K GT, which unfortunately, yeah. we got a big mat order came in, so we were going to have to work through the weekend to get it done, so yep. we're not going to be able to come. But we've got people that already took our tickets. It's yeah. a sold-out event. It's going to be fun. People who are better, more handsome. More fun. Way more fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have the Catachan Won't Fall GT in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, we have a major, Battlezone Ursa in Anchorage, Alaska. Another one, Attack X. In Camp Loops, British Columbia, uh, DACACON 2018 in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, and Warzone Come the Apocalypse in Donathan, Alabama. Dothan, Alabama, those Dothan. are all GTs. Yep. Jeez Louise, man. There's a lot going on. There are so many GTs and majors going on this weekend. This mm -hmm. is crazy. Uh, upcoming ATs, uh, Age of Sigmar events, we have a ton of events coming through the rest of September, including a GT, the last, the last Rights GT mm -hmm. in Castle Rock, Colorado. Go out there, get your points. A lot of events coming up. It's great to see that because that list of just September used to be like the entire year. Yeah. For Age of Sigmar. It's, it's growing steadily. It is. It is. It's, it's good steadily. to see. I'm happy yep. to see that. And it was cool too because at the Nova Open, um, they, there was still a question if, you know, how many people wanted to participate. They ran mm -hmm. a vote. And out of the 85 people, it was only six votes no. So they would not want to do it again? No, they, they, would, they, they didn't want their point, ITC points. In oh, there. yeah. And then it was like... 45, 50, yes, and then 30 people were like, it doesn't matter either way. Mm -hmm. So it's it's definitely gaining momentum, and, and people are having fun, getting their points, and it's cool. Yeah, it's just fun. There's, there's no reason not to participate, really. Mm -hmm. uh, 40K ITC current top 10, Nick Nanavati jumps into first place. He displaces Mike Porter. Yep. Mike, <clears throat> we hardly knew you. Uh, you must have enjoyed your week at the top. But uh, Nick, was, was, I'm sure in his town they had like a parade for him at some point. He was the first yeah. UK um, player to top the <laughs> ITC, uh, I, I think ever. Yeah. And uh, however, he still got a huge score. But Nick, yeah. with his third place finish at the Nova Open, those scores uh, just uploaded. Nick jumps into first place. Well done. Trent Northington riding on his Nova Open performance moves mm -hmm. into third place. Matt Root drops down to fourth, and then Archon Scari. He's been emailing me all. What is his full like name? His actual weeks. name. His, his name is Ridvin Martinez. Okay, he just doesn't want to go by his. I don't know. 
I mean, it's cool to have a fake name, but if this becomes an, an issue, we may require people to use their yeah. real name. Okay. Uh, however, who cares? Uh, Ridvin is a really cool guy. He's a really active <laughs> member of the community. He runs the Bari Bash, which mm -hmm. is a big event in Canada. And all around, just a nice guy. Yeah. His YouTube channel. You see the, the, the poor Don Hoosen just, just drop down, dropping to ten like a rock. Yep. But uh, Scar, he's been he's been hitting me up like for the last two weeks. <laughs> just super excited. <laughs> yeah, about he's it. super yeah. pumped. Uh, congratulations. He's playing, I think, pure Dark Eldar, and Ooh. he is up there in the top. So well done. Uh, 40k ITC hobby track. Lou Rollins moves into first place, followed by Matthew Bardnarchuk. Bodnarchuk. Bodnarchuk. Uh, Jeffrey Merrick moves into third place. Nick Gower goes to fourth. And Eric Dion is moving into fifth. Nicely done. Again, if you are one of these people in the top 10, send us your photos. Send us nice photos. Not overexposed with, you know. I like the, the you know, hobby room in the evening, full flash on. Like someone's walking out of the bathroom. In the no bad. Just put it, like, yeah. put it in front of a pile of sprues. Yeah. That's what we want to see. Just uh, just take a look at, uh, at how to take some decent pictures. It's very easy to do. They had that article on the side of the, the Warhammer community, um, community page. Yeah. All you need is like a white piece of paper. Just get a stabilizer mm -hmm. for you. You can do it with, if you have a decent camera on your phone, you can do it with your phone. Mm -hmm. uh, don't turn on the flash. Do not use the flash. Get two sources of lighting at least, and it's pretty easy to do. But uh, I used to make light boxes out of old boxes, um, cardboard boxes, and yep. tissue paper. Yep. It, it works and fine. It, the, the total cost, even with the lamps, like I got two desk lamps, like super cheap at like big lots, and it was like ten dollars maybe. Yeah. Total cost. Yeah. It's it's easy to do, and you don't even <clears> need <throat> a light box. It just helps. It diffuses the light. Mm -hmm. But uh, Age of Sigmar are current top five. Joe Cryer continues to lead the pack, and again, we're just waiting on the Nova Open results to come in. That's going to shake things up. It was an eighty-five person tournament. It's one of Ooh. the bigger Age of Sigmar tournaments in the in the, the yeah. country, possibly the world. Actually, I know the UK has got some big ones, but. Uh, in, in North America, it's um, Adepticon, Las Vegas Open, Nova in that mm -hmm. order. So yeah. uh, that's going to throw up some big scores. But Joe currently sits on for, uh, first place. I know he was at Nova. I think I, think, I assume he did well. Okay. Uh, James Thomas is in second. Matthew Pashby is in third. Matthew Jones moves into fourth. And Josh Harvey moves down into fifth. Uh, Where is Vlad Nika? He's a local guy. I haven't seen oh, him but, Oh, on the rankings. Yeah. Where, he's he been must, quiet. I don't think he's playing anymore. No, he's just taking a break, you know. All of a sudden, you're going to see him next week. It's just like top 10, 40K, Vlad Nika starts jumping up. You're like, He's been oh. holding the Turkish back. That's you know, true. He's that's, real busy. That's, I mean, that was his job, right? That's true. And uh, he used brutal tactics to do so. Mm -hmm. It worked. Absolutely. Savage. <laughs> uh, Age of Sigmar, ITC Hobby Track, top five. <clears throat> Philip Verduzco leads the pack, followed by Laljit Sidhu, Joseph Halifaker in third, he moves up into third, and Josh Lara moves into fourth, followed by John Christensen in fifth. Shadespire. And Shadespire Hobby Track, top five. We've got Mike Course in first, Mike Rundles in second, Brandon Ulrich in third, Andrew Everhart in fourth, and Met Everhart in fifth. Those Everhart brothers, baby. A lot of movement Woo. in the Shadespire rankings. Very, very cool. And also, by popular request, we've had a million people asking for it. We're going to do it. Uh, we're going to have the 40K mm. Kill Team ITC track. Oh. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. Just as popular. So check out some of these beautiful commissions recently finished by the FLG Paint Studio. That G-Man is amazing. Yeah. The blue on the Gilliman is just amazing. Hey, thanks for the cheer. Whoever that was, we can't see it right Thank now. Thank you. Check out this G-Man. Absolutely beautiful 
model. Yeah, it's lots amazing. of detail on here. This is Masterclass. Um, if you just look at the details on the base, um, the armor, like everything, every little piece was just amazingly, gorgeously done. I, yeah. This is the favorite one that I've seen so far. I like the black one we did still the most, but this is definitely. Well, that was the, that was definitely. very unique I love and, and cool. And that's, I, I love seeing the alternative schemes on Gilliman. Someone's like paint it to match my Imperial fists or my yeah. blood angels or something like that. No problem, fam. We got you. I'm going to paint. You like that? Well done. That's what, you're uh, you're hip. All my friends that are like 20 say. Uh, I'm going to paint mine red to match my red ultramarines. Okay. But he's supposed to be blue. Yes, yes. Okay. But no, uh, it looks, it looks amazing. So, um, that's a master class one right there. And then we have a, what? Uh, I still don't know what's going on. So first of all, beautiful paint job. I love it. <laughs> the base is the best part. <laughs> These next two are D and D are D and D miniatures. Yeah. yeah Super close up photos, by the I way. I think somebody was eating some of those mushrooms when they were making their character here. Um, this is a, a custom miniature from uh, Hero Forge. Yeah. So the, the top one is, so the, the, the bard elf. Is so, okay. Let's, something. let's talk about this. I see yoga pants. Yeah. Uh, a halter top, so she's kind of a party girl. Uh -huh. Takes care of herself. Uh, she's got a loot. Yeah. And I think it's a flute or a scroll. She's in good shape. She is in good shape. She goes. This is the girl that you'll see at like like Saturday morning at the gym. That's come not, in. Same the, outfit. The, she's on her Instagram. On the phone, like yeah. sitting on the exercise bike. Yeah. So she's not actually working out. She's just Instagramming that she's at the gym. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then but still looks selfies great later somehow. on yeah. in, the, in, the, in the stretching room. She definitely looks like a SoCal, a SoCal gym girl. Yeah. Uh, but she could be a monk also because she's got a ninja belt she on. She could. She's, she's holding some sort of rod. Maybe that is like a, a, a key eye stick. Could be. I don't know. I think that's the correct. Term. I'm sure I have the notes for it because yeah. if you guys want a D and D mini done, you can send me the background of your of your miniature. We like helps. to we like to read them in the office. Yeah, and it, but it actually does help the artist. It, they're, they're great entertainment because people get yeah. so into their D and D character, which of course we understand. We play, mm -hmm. and some of them are. Some of the descriptions that we get are amazing. Just, I mean, like a lot. Some when you're sending in our, your descriptions for your D and D models, which we love doing, by the way. Uh, Use, use, try, the, use try, the names of actual colors, not not, not the emotion, emotion that you feel. Yeah, paint my model. Overall paint scheme should be brooding. Brooding is a good one. Or I like it. Like, hmm. He should have a mysterious look. Right. We're like, okay, what color is mysterious color, to mysterious. you? <laughs> what color exactly is brooding to you? Yeah. And we just say, we'll do our best. Yeah. And normally they say, it looks fantastic. And so. every now and then somebody's like, that's not brooding. And you're like, yeah. well... <laughs> So one of these, the um, but the, the assassin ranger thing. Guy. I like this, this guy. And by the cool, way, these man. are like extreme close-ups of these. These yeah. models are tiny. <laughs> yeah, they are. So um, that's a, I believe a, um, a reaper miniature. It's a yeah. metal. It's a metal reaper miniature. It's a lot more detailed than you get with the hero forged uh, models. Um, I I I like hero forged models a lot better. Well, they're cool because they're they're custom, and if you play uh, RPGs, mm -hmm. you know how much you want it to be exactly what you want it to be. And yeah. hero forge gives you that. We painted a lot of these. Yeah. Um, I also do really like this kind of like rogue ranger, mm -hmm. uh, like stealth dude that we got going on. Um, this guy's a badass. He looks like yeah. he would. He's, he's got a he's got a bow. He's got a sword. He's like a, an evil Legolas. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what he is. Yeah. He's his brother. It's his... Exiled brother. He has a scar on his face. Mm -hmm. He doesn't talk much. Just stabs you. But his his lover is a dwarf. What is this? Okay, hold on. Are we... Is this uh, Hobbit? Mm-hmm. That was the worst thing they added to that movie, by the way. The love stories? That did not need to happen. Between a it's Hobbit Hollywood. and they a have dwarf to. or they an elf to. and a dwarf or something. 
So. That did not need to happen. Mm. Anyway, let's answer some questions. <laughs> that could be a whole oh my podcast. God. That movie was so... Let's answer some questions about that uh, the elf. Oh, right. Tight body. Ma'am dear, thank you for... Lead pipe. <laughs> for the thing, the cheer. Uh, Matthew Bardnard Shark is from British Columbia. He has a very awesome salamander army. Cool. Uh, mm. I've been bugging him to send him pictures of his army. He says, ma'am dear, thank you. Yes, we'd love to show them off. Just make sure that they're, they're decent pictures because mm -hmm. if they're really blown out, washed out pictures, it's not going to do It's not going to make his uh, uh, army look good. Yeah. Captain Lysander says his G-Man is Dark Green Angels. Cool. Dark Angels Green. I like it. Um, FTGT Evan. What's up, dude? It was good to see you at Nova. Uh, howdy, Frontline. Uh, yeah, good chatting a little Nova, says, he says as well. Yeah. How hyped are you for the big FAQ? Asks RBD one of a kind. Uh I'm very hyped for it, and I think it's going yes. to be—I think it's going to be very positive. And uh, a lot of the issues, because the game is in a great 40k is in a right. great place. A couple but things. There's a couple things, a couple and I think things. if the FAQ does touch on those, it's going to make the game even better. We're getting so close. We are. The cool thing, though, is that unlike years past, where there would be an issue with a edition, and then there'd be no fix for about five years, Games Workshop is recognizing that hey, we need to update the game due to like a lot of maybe things that they didn't see used. Yeah. That didn't come out right. You know but what I'm talking about. They're always keeping an eye on it. And like you said, like the, the, the head rules writer was at Nova yeah. judging as a 40K judge. So he was seeing the, exactly what's happening. And they're paying attention to it. So I would feel confident if I was mm -hmm. you that they're going to address the issues that the competitive match play scene is facing right now. Yeah. Uh, CWW, what is the difference between a brooding paint job and an emo paint job? If you have to ask, then you don't. I don't really know. Yeah. You should know this. Uh, that's what a lot of our clients expect us to know. Yes. Brooding They're like, no, no, no. That was emo. I asked for brooding. Dark and we're like, shadows. what color is emo? <laughs> I know. If someone's like, paint my character jealous, it'd be green. We're green with envy? Mm-hmm. Well, you would think that. Uh, but not all of our clients do. But they're like, no, it was supposed to be purple. Like, Dang it. Uh, Mamdu says the best way to meet peeps at, to meet the peeps at LVO is to show up early and help set up. Yes. And we super appreciate it. Well, actually more importantly, stay late and help break down. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the worst. Any help is incredibly appreciated because the yeah. LVO is a massive amount of work. Uh, FTGT Evan says, want to buy facts so I can get back to list building. Yeah. I know we're, we're all just waiting for the FAQ. We know it's coming. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone's going to be really happy with it. Uh, River City Gaming, how do you feel about the rules in the Rogue Trader Codexes? That CP gained by a detachment can only be spent on the detachment. Yes, uh, I think that's very cool. Um, definitely definitely think it's appropriate for that faction. But uh, uh, beyond that, I don't have anything else to say about it. Yeah, Osbard, I fully expect to get punched in the throat at some point in this year's uh, LVO. Why is that? From an Australian. <laughs> But they throat punch you, they probably just throw like a drop bear on you. Yeah. It's okay. It's worth it. The jokes, the, the horrible jokes are worth it. Uh, FTGT Evan says, it was awesome to have Robin as a judge and to chat with him about rules. Robin is the head rules writer at GW. He's, an all, he's a really just an all-around great guy. Mm -hmm. And he really cares about the game. Um, Osbard this year, taser rather than smack. <laughs> he's going to tase you. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin Kippel, how do you feel about a dark mechanicus list winning the SoCal Open? Uh, well, if it's yours, Justin, then I would think that was very cool, but we'll see. Uh, everyone's going to be happy about the big FAQ. Are you sure? Reese? Well, of course not everyone's going to be happy. I think 
people are going to be happy about it. But RVD, one of a kind, I'm glad you show up with your constant positivity. Yeah, he's great. And <laughs> he's, my, he's my man. A ray of sunshine. Uh, Captain Lysander says, I just hope the FAQ doesn't focus on nerfing the Castlin and focuses on fixing the CP farm to where it doesn't kill it completely. Yeah, I think that we can all agree. I think most of us can agree in match play 40k that the real the real underlying issue is some armies getting essentially unlimited CP. Right. And some of these stratagems that are extremely powerful mm -hmm. that would be fine if they were moderated. Or but when you said can be used only for the faction, you know, for your own stratagems, your own, you know, that would be super helpful. Or if you just couldn't use them a million times. Right. Right. I think that, in my opinion, one of the big things is that if you made it so that some factions didn't have just basically unlimited CP, and it was more of a strategic choice, like, do I use this stratagem? Do I, like, I think that fixes a lot of the problems by itself. That's my opinion. We'll see what the FAQ says. Mm -hmm. uh, Unreal. Was Robin GW Judge surprised by anything rules or army-wise while judging? Yeah, of course, they're always surprised by stuff because, you know, it's always different to come and see high-level players play the game because gamers, by their nature, game any system. Mm -hmm. And it's always eye-opening to, to see the way uh, some people will use a system in a way that you didn't anticipate. Mm -hmm. And being on the playtest team, I have a newfound respect for that because we, we catch so much stuff and then there's still things that we miss, mm -hmm. right? And it's like... When you have a million people that play the game, they're going to catch things in a day that, that 10 people miss in, you know, three months or whatever. So it's, it is always a surprise to, to GW, to everybody. Um, I, I always see things that surprise me, and it's our job to stay on top of this. Mm -hmm. I go to a tournament every single time I see a combo I didn't ever imagine. So, so yeah, it definitely is um, a surprise to, to everybody, right? Like, you, you all are really smart, creative people. Uh, you come up with things that would, you know, You'd have to be like incredibly intelligent and have a lot of time mm -hmm. to try and map out all these combos. River City Gaming, also watching the games at Nova in person, show me that I am a slow player by tournament standards. Yeah, we most of us are. Um, I can be too. Mm -hmm. That's why I like the clock so much for, for uh, competitive match play games. I like having the clock because it just keeps it fair. Uh, hey, Jason Reese, it's Alex. Hey, what's up, Cavalier? Totally agree with you on the CPs. Uh, how was Robin's reaction to the games played was he bumped? No, he was stoked to see people having fun. He mm -hmm. just there was just some combos and some stuff out there right. that that he identified that the rest of us all identify too, mm -hmm. um, like unlimited CP. That seems a little weird, mm -hmm. or you know some of the other combos that I'm sure you guys can all think of that you know anybody who's you know reasonable is, is going to look at those and go that's probably not very good for the game. Yeah. Uh, Craigles, what's up? How you doing, buddy? Uh, on what? Uh, oh, what outfits for SoCal being Halloween at all, says Mam Deer. Yeah, oh, yeah. If you come in, a, like Vlad came in a vampire costume, which was the best thing ever last yeah. year. Um, we would love to see some people in a costume. Mam Deer suggests a banana outfit for Jason. Banana hammock. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter Just a banana jelly hammock. time. Ooh. We're next to the beach. Ooh. Right on the beach. Ooh, go Brazilian. Mm -hmm. I like it. Uh, but I'm not, no trimming. Man at arms outfit for Reese from... Uh, uh, He-Man, I could totally do that. Axe of Entropy, played the new ITC Champions missions. Mission 4, the new one, great mission. The bonus point is fun. Ooh. I, I felt confident people were going to like that one a lot. I'm glad to hear that, that positive feedback. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The call out of time, Milestones at Nova was pretty awesome. I can play fast, but it's not always my fault. Yeah, 
I think that the way that they did it at Nova, for those of you who aren't familiar, they didn't want to clock every table because mm -hmm. not everybody wants a clock, right? People who are coming to play largely casually don't give a crap mm -hmm. typically. Yeah. And it can cause stress. <clears throat> if you're not used to it, it can be stressful. So the, the, what they did is that they would call out milestones. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I actually helped Mike with this. Well, I, I provided feedback. He wrote the system. You told Mike to do it. No, I'm not trying to take credit at all. I'm happy that I was, able, I was happy that I was able to help contribute. Um, they would call out milestones like you should be done with pregame. You should mm -hmm. be done with deployment. You should yeah. be done with first turn, second turn. And that was the system that they came up with. And by and large, I think it's a really good compromise. It's a nice yeah. middle ground to help people, people stay on track. Yeah. And then if people started falling behind, they would put a clock on the table and um, that would, you know, yeah, be a stopgap. Now, my only critique of the system, I think it's uh, if the choice is not using clocks, using clocks or using this, this is definitely the right call for a big event. Um, my one critique is that on stream, there was a guy who was so meticulous. He took 45 minutes to deploy his army. See, that shouldn't be. Yeah. He, that should be like an auto loss. Auto. Well, I mean. Like, well, okay, that's 45 minutes of your time. So what they did so. is they came and they put a clock on the table after turn one because mm -hmm. they, they passed. This guy was yeah. playing so slow. Yeah. And then the thing is, is like, did the clock help mitigate it? Yes. Is it better to have a clock at that point than not? Yes. Did he win? No, he lost. <laughs> but it's still it's still like my critique of that yeah. of that system, and I don't really have a solution. Did he lose because he had the clock was put down and he had to now start speeding up? Dude, even when he had like a minute left, he was still measuring each model. Each orc. And then he, oh, I ran out of time. Oh. You're like, oh. <laughs> wow. See, when I measure, I like to go by inch. Yeah. Well, he was doing two inches between each model. Oh. It was incredibly meticulous. Mm -hmm. But um, the, my one critique is that in that system, that if you have a rigid, like, you have to pass these milestones before we'll clock you. Mm -hmm. So his opponent still got boned because he lost, they lost 45 minutes to deployment. And, like, he did go on to win and whatever. And, again, it, I 100% agree that it's still better to get the clock midway than not at all. Right. I would, <clears throat> as a friendly critique, like, if we were going to adopt the system for the LVL, which I think we probably will, it's a good system, is that if, if, if you hit even the first milestone, like, Oh, we should be done with deployment. My opponent's not even done with his deployment. I haven't even started yet. Call the judge, put the clock down. I, I would just say as a friendly critique to just do it sooner to mitigate the, the disadvantage that it gives to the other player. Yeah. That, that's it. But I think uh, our, uh, Evan, or uh, FTGT Evan, uh, I think that you make a really good point. It was a good system. I do endorse it. I do like it. I think it's a great middle ground. And I think they did a really good job with that. Um, Axis of Entropy, we already hit you. Ba -ba -ba. I'll, swear, I'll wear the maple leaf thong. Don't want Jason to go solo, says Mamdir. I love this guy's attitude. Uh, Challenge accepted. Yes. Yes, I love it. And then Pablo will wear a thong with a It'll rhino. A, or it'll have the face of a rhino, yeah, but with a hole for the horn. You guys can use your imagination yeah. from there. All right, so that is about it. Oh, River City Gaming, one last question. Have the floor rules come out yet? Uh, no, we've gotten international uh, collaboration going on this. And so the, the, some European judges and we've got uh, some Aussies and stuff that are putting in their feedback. So uh, it was that. And then I was out of town for like two weeks, been playing catch up. So it, it did get stalled. But um, I hope to get that done this, this month. So sorry for the delay there. Um, and then there's more talk about man thongs, so we don't need to cover all those. Nah. However, FLG After Dark uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you all enjoyed episode 608 of Signals from the Frontline. And again, 
if you want to come to the Las Vegas Open playing the 40K Champs, which will be the largest 40K event in the world by a mile. Lots of man thongs. Hopefully all man thongs. Yeah, no uh, women thongs. Please. Women not allowed. No, what are you talking about? No. There's a really funny German <laughs> pop song by a guy named Gunther. <laughs> and there's this part where like they're having a, it was like party time and some yeah. girls tried to come in. He's like, nope, nope. Uh-huh. I was like, <laughs> it's really funny. Boy's it's like, not out. It's done it tongue. It's tongue in cheek, but it's really <laughs> funny. Um, anyway, if you want to go, please grab those tickets because they're probably going to go very quickly. There's not a lot of them and we can't wait to see you all there. Can't wait to see you at the SoCal Open. And I can't wait for Beast of Chaos for Age of Sigmar. I'm really excited for that. All right, everybody. Yep. See you next week. Until next time.